Welcome to the Bikini Geek Podcast. I'm your host and new IFBB Bikini Pro, Christina Frischa, and I am so excited to be here to talk all things bikini. In this podcast, we will be discussing anything and everything related to the NPC and IFBB Bikini Division, with the occasional talk about wellness and some of the other divisions, but primarily all about bikini. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about three of the most popular, fun, yet confusing parts about competing, which are shoes, suits, and jewelry. So this episode, we're not going to be going into makeup or hair or tanning that much. That's going to be in a future episode. It may come up slightly just in, you know, a topic here or there. But we all know as competitors, whether you're an amateur or a pro, that the look you bring to the stage really is everything. You know, you're literally judged on what you look like as a competitor. And the judges don't care how hard you worked. They don't care how much you dieted, what you had to sacrifice to get there. It is not a sport about personal endurance. So remember that when you're getting on stage feeling like you're so deserving and you're entitled to this. You're not. It is a sport based solely on what you look like for those couple minutes that you're on stage. So you want to make sure that your prep is going smoothly and you're seeing results and you're looking leaner and more shapely, yes, and you do want to make sure that your entire presentation and the look is on point on show day. And this is what we call your package. Every show day you want to strive to bring the best improved package than the show before. And if you're a first time competitor, you really just want to make sure that you're bringing your best version of yourself to that first show because from that point it's really going to only be up from there. And part of making sure that you have the best package is making sure that you're achieving that true bikini look. There is a look to a bikini competitor that the judges are looking for. Now, you may be saying to yourself, self, what is she talking about? I have a totally different look than her. I look nothing like this girl. So is she saying that I can't have the look? No, that is not what I'm saying at all. And that is why I love the bikini division and why I think it is such a beautiful division because not only do I feel like the physiques are ideal for a female physique, but it's truly available for almost anyone to really give it a shot so long as you have the right structure. Now within that, you will see that physically we all have a little bit of a different look, different hair color, different hair length, different hair texture, curly, straight, tall, short, in between, every nationality, race you can imagine. Someone has been a bikini competitor previously, and the judges don't want to see you look like so-and-so. You know, you may have a couple girls that you look up to and you really aspire to look like, but the judges don't expect you to look like them, nor do they want you to look like them. They want to see you coming to the stage looking like the best version of you. They want to see how you can take what you're God-given and build upon it to achieve that bikini look that the judges want to see. So beyond muscle and leanness, the look you bring to the stage in terms of your suit, shoes, and jewelry is very important and can be what sets you apart from another girl. So think of it this way. You come to the stage looking awesome. You're lean, you're full, you have a great bikini shape, and you're in the center of first call-outs. And there's a girl next to you who compares very well. You know, you guys kind of look a little bit similar in terms of physique, but you have a suit that's a little cheaper, that's maybe a Brazilian cut bottom. Maybe you have those three-tier dangle connectors, a bad fabric color, 
maybe your shoes are too high of a platform where you're starting to walk weird and your posing is off and your jewelry is maybe cheap looking or a little distracting. And the girl next to you has a suit that she got through a reputable company that she had a consultation for. Her jewelry brings out her best features and is complimentary to her face, not distracting. And her shoes are just a classic stage heel. They're not trying to be too outrageous or too anything for that matter. Just be comfortable and functional. And the judges have to decide who best represents the bikini look. Physique-wise, you both compare very well. You may have her in a couple poses, but when it comes down to it, the girl who put the effort into having the proper fitting suit and who strives to achieve the bikini look in every way possible is who will win the show. And this is very common these days, especially in the bikini division. You know, some shows come down to literally a one-point decision. I've been in two of them myself, and I won both, but it's I think because I have studied this division and learned everything I can to be literally the best athlete and competitor I can be. And I know what the judges are looking for and what wins shows versus what loses them. And girl, your suit, shoes, and jewelry play more of a part than you're really imagining. So now that I have kind of set the stage for just how important these areas are to you as a competitor, let's go over the details in each topic starting with suits. So our beloved stage suit. This is, I think, what makes girls want to be bikini competitors more than the physique sometimes because we see these Instagram reels and posts of these absolutely stunning, glittery, sparkly, beautiful, colorful suits, and it's like, oh my god, I want one of those. I want to wear one of those. So I'm going to give you guys a nice little breakdown on how to pick your suit, what to look for in terms of fit, fabric color, crystals, connectors, all that. So I'm going to start off by just naming some of the more popular suit companies that you may come across and may want to decide to go with. Now, these are by no means all of the suit companies that are out there. There are tons of them these days, but these are kind of the more popular ones that you'll see more of the top-level competitors wearing or endorsing. Um, I have worn three of these companies. So some of the bigger companies are Angel Competition Bikinis, Toxic Angel Bikinis, CJ Elite Bikinis, Crystal Bikinis with a K, OMG Bikinis, Ravish, Ravish Sands, um, we have Black Ice Bikinis. There's a bunch of them. I have used Angel Competition Bikinis. I am an Angel Competition Bikinis affiliate. You can use my code Christina F at checkout. Um, by no means am I going to be impartial during this podcast. I'm going to give a full breakdown because you may want to buy from Angel. You may want to buy from another company. I have bought from Toxic myself last year. So I'm going to be able to give you guys a little bit of an idea of how the suits have fit me, um, how I have found my experience in wearing them. I'm not going to talk about customer service or anything like that. That's not what this is about. This is strictly about the suits and the details about the suits. Um, I have also bought an OMG Bikinis practice suit in anticipation of potentially getting a stage suit, but I did not go that route. I decided to just stick with my Angel Competition Bikini suit, and I'm very happy that I did. Um, but I'm going to start by talking about the suit top and the bottom and the fit. 
So suit fit is highly dependent on the company that you go with. I am naturally a 34B, and my first suit was an Angel Competition bikini suit, a size small top, and a pro cut bottom. I'm talking about my emerald green suit that I got this past season, not my first suit ever, which was actually a ravished sand suit. And I did love the way that suit fit, but compared to how suits fit today, it would not work. So the cut itself of the top for my angel suit was a bit different. Then when I bought it, then the cuts are now. Um, but it wasn't just the cut that I think was the problem with that suit. And I learned that my first season back that the size I got was just too small for me for stage. Simply put, um, I got a small size top thinking that I'm a small in pretty much everything all the time. That was what the size chart said that I would be. So I thought that that would be the best fitting top for myself. But I was very wrong, and something that I learned last year that I'm telling every damn girl that I come across now is that if you're a naturally small-chested girl like myself, you'll probably actually want to go a size larger than what technically fits, because a larger size will help create a better balance to your upper body, and you will want to be able to stuff it a little bit more, obviously, and the more fabric and room that you have available to stuff, the better of a look you can actually achieve. And it seems like common sense after you realize it and you say it out loud, but believe me, it's not, and I wish I knew this sooner, and I learned the hard way last year. So now with that said, I mentioned that suit cuts are different depending on the company that you choose. So I've bought Angel, I've bought from Toxic, and I mentioned that I bought a suit from OMG Bikinis, a practice suit. And I will say that Angel Competition Bikinis runs pretty true to size, but comparatively, Angel uh, Toxic Angel's Bikinis runs very small top wise so for example the top i got in my purple suit if you look at my instagram was a size large top from toxic angels and it was still too small so i actually had asked laura lee um what size top she wore and she told me she gets an extra extra large and she's a natural chested girl you know she has a little bigger boobs than i do so i just wanted to, you know, find out what she wears. And so that just goes to show you just how much you have to think about when determining the right top size. So the small in Angel Competition bikinis was around the same size as the large in Toxic Angels bikinis. So with that said, that is what the suit specialists are for, and they can help you decide what is best for you. But I would still always ask so for outside opinions and perspectives on sizes. You know, if you see a competitor who looks relatively the same size as you and you like the way their suit fits, ask them, you know, odds are they'd be happy to give you some insight and help you decide the best bet for yourself. So for the bottoms, I've also experienced pro cuts from Angel, Toxic, and OMG Bikinis, as well as the Micro Scoop from Angel, which is now my standard cut bottom for myself. Um, but that's not something that I would suggest for anyone unless you are a high-level national competitor or a pro-level competitor and you have the glutes for it. You know, the less fabric is not always the better with your bottoms. Back in 2015, a pro cut was known to be somewhat forbidden in the NPC because we thought as competitors that the pro cuts were for the pros. But it was just the damn name of the bottom cut. They could have called it the idiot cut and we would have 
bought it because we were idiots back then, it seems. So through the years, some of the feedback from judges, we learned that the pro cut from Angel and Toxic is actually the ideal cut for a competitor, for most competitors. Um, The pro cut should give you that perfect kind of sweetheart back cut and kind of perfectly round out the glutes while scooping down a little bit in the middle. Several years ago, even sometimes up till this day, we will see girls wearing the Brazilian cut bottoms, and although they were popular back in like 2015, when you see them on stage today, you will realize why they faded out of the scene so much. The cut isn't the most flattering to most glute shapes. It cuts off really what the judges are needing to see at the tops. So this cut is something I really only suggest for kind of older master level competitors who just feel more comfortable with a little bit more coverage. Um, Another cut that's been pretty strange to watch on different competitors this past season is the Olympia cut, which is new. Um, There are a few girls I've seen pull this back cut off without also showing their butt crack slash tailbone in the process, but the judges do not want to see that. And I'm telling you, if you show up to the stage in an Olympian cut and you're showing the judges your tailbone, you're going to get docked points and they're going to say something. And I think that it's a cut that still should be moderated and adjusted a bit by Angel. They are who is making it. Um, I get what they're trying to achieve with that cut, but the actual implementation of it, I don't think is working for most of the pros who have tried it's really the only people who should be wearing it are pros with that said. And I think it was only kind of designed for Ashley and now other girls have been wearing it and it's just not for everyone. So your connectors should be worn high up on your hips, kind of near your belly button with enough fabric in the front to not only cover you lengthwise, but widthwise as well. And this past season, something I was seeing way too often that looks really, really, really awful is girls with front cuts that were far too narrow and revealing way too much kind of pubic area. You know, every girl has folds around that inner part of their leg where it meets her hoo-ha kind of area. So if that area is exposed and fabric is then digging right into you, right where that area begins, you're kind of only going to emphasize that and it can look kind of vulgar, actually. I've seen pictures and videos up to up close and it's not what you want to see. So... The reason I say this is the main reason why my Toxic Angel suit didn't fit me right is the bottoms, and I didn't realize just how low the bottom was cut when I bought it. Um, unless you're under five foot two and under, you'll likely want to go with a higher coverage cut in front. Uh, regardless of the company you buy from, that's something you do want to make sure you're not overexposing yourself with. And remember, the judges are seated several feet below you, so you want to make sure that you're looking decent kind of at every angle. So now we're going to bounce into fabric colors. So this is pretty much the most exciting but more stressful parts of the suit buying process, in my opinion, picking the right suit color, right? So there are some things that you should remember when deciding the best color for yourself, but also remember that the only real way to know is to try. So you might want to experiment with a couple colors until you get the best feedback from the judges. This past show, I found out that red was my color for now. (laughs) In the past, I've tried maroon, turquoise blue, emerald green, purple, and now red. 
And the main thing that Sandy suggests when picking a suit color, Sandy Williamson is the head judge for females. You should get to know that name. What she always suggests it is go with jewel-toned fabrics. So that typically means purples, greens, blues, reds. If you hear kind of a snorting in the background, that's my little chihuahua. He has nasal problems. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Lately, we have kind of been seeing more pink on stage, which actually, if some of you remember when I had bought my pink suit, I bought it at the same time I bought my emerald green suit, and I was kind of thinking about wearing that on stage, but I chickened out because no one was really wearing pink at that point, and now you kind of see at least one girl wearing pink at every show, but anyway, just so jeweled tones tend to look good on everyone regardless of skin tone and can be quite pretty against the tans but hair color can also determine the best color for you as well because hair color plus suit color will equal your stage vibe you know you can have long dark hair like myself and an emerald green suit that reads very dark on stage like myself and you will come across much harsher than you if you had long dark hair a bright teal or maybe a kelly green suit that might read a little bit lighter and prettier or if you are very fair skinned and you're blonde you may want to go with a deeper more navy or burgundy suit to help bring some nice contrast to your skin and to your hair um, truly eye color matters very little when it comes to your suit color up close and personal with the makeup it may be pretty to consider but the judges really can't see from your eye your eyes from the stage and no your favorite color isn't what your suit should be unless your favorite color is also what is going to look best to you on stage as you get more into the sport, you will see more competitors that you can look to for inspiration. As an amateur, it is really not the time to reinvent the wheel. You know, wait until you're a pro at least and you have a little bit more flexibility to start recreating things a little bit. Even then, it's risky, but as an amateur, the goal is not to stand out in a bad way or any way that's except that you look good and like a future pro. Um, white suits are a big no-no. Even if you are the darkest skinned girl ever to step on stage, you will not look your best in a white suit. It comes across almost like diapery on stage, and no amount of rhinestones and bling is going to eliminate that vision. Uh, yellow, orange are rare, orange even more so than yellow. But these are two colors that can look beautiful on darker skinned women. At the end of the day, though, you just want to find a color that you feel confident in the second you put it on. And you just feel something inside of you that's like, I'm ready to do this. Kind of like your power color. I felt that the second I put my red suit on. I was like, this is it. Like, this is my color, you know? Um, Angel Competition Bikinis actually offers free fabric swatches to help you decide what fabric will look best for yourself. So I do definitely suggest at least get the free fabric swatches so you can get at that point maybe a practice suit in one of those colors and then at that point decide maybe this is something I do want to invest a little more money into and get a stage suit. So yeah, get the swatches, find a color or two that you like order a practice suit in that color, maybe play with different cuts if you're unsure. You do not want to be practicing in your stage suit. That is what practice suits are for. So don't jump the gun to get a stage suit immediately because you have a bug up your ass. Wait until you know the exact cut, the exact color, everything down to the crystal color that you want before you order it because it is a very expensive purchase. These suits are hundreds of dollars and there are no refunds. So you don't want to mess that purchase up. Make sure you do it once. You do it the right way so you don't have to 
buy multiple suits in one season. So crystals on the suit to go fully crystalled out or not. So I won my pro card as soon as I went fully crystalled with my suit. Is that ironic? Maybe. But I also think that my suit finally looked like a pro level suit compared to the local level, level like amateur suit I had last season. Um, if money is a concern, wait until it's not. The worst thing that you can do on a prep is be stressing about paying for it. If you are not financially in a place where show expenses aren't hurting you too much, then you are not in a good spot to do a prep, in my honest opinion. Competing is one of the most, if not the most, expensive sports out there, especially for amateurs and your first show. So, like, suits are, like I said, hundreds of dollars. Yes, you can get a lower end, less quality suit, but it is not worth it, girl. You might also think about getting a base suit and stoning it yourself. So just getting like a suit made and then just putting the stones on it yourself. I've been there, done that. Also, so not worth it. Take it from my experience. I'm telling you, the stage will always be there. Get your money right, save for a little, and then you will be able to go all in on your prep and leave no stone unturned and be so happy you did. Budget prepping is not the way to do it if you really want to get the most out of this experience. You need to make sure that the suit you choose, that you, number one, love it, but it also loves you, number two. You know, they are way too costly to continue having to order a new suit every time you want to try a new color. And crystal colors can actually make or break your suit. And for the bikini division, we don't really get to play around with the patterns and the designs as much like you do in maybe the figure division or the fitness division, for example. But you do get some choices when it comes to crystal designs. And something that I really want to strive to get across is that I hate most of the crystal designs other than like the scattered multi-stone colors or the uniformly placed multi or single color stones, you know. You have to remember that these suit companies are here to make money. They are not here to make you the best competitor necessarily. And you also have to remember that there are other federations that they sell suits to. So something that has been kind of popular lately and the style that kind of drives me the most wild is the crystals kind of fade into a center circle darker color and in my opinion it looks like a damn nipple um it looks like the crystals on the outside are like a boob and it narrows down to a crystal nipple center and i don't care what color the suit is it's a very strange spot to start exaggerating and emphasizing in my opinion um so i don't love that and if you see it now after I say it let me know and if it makes you laugh let me know and maybe it'll make you not get that style just it it doesn't look good and if I think it believe me someone else out there is thinking it and you don't want a judge to be thinking it it's silly but it's real life man these suits are hundreds of dollars like I said and I'll be damned if I'm showing up on stage with a faux crystal nipple pattern um something I also don't love is like the dramatic border being a different color than the suit itself like so like a dramatic blue crystal border on a maroon suit you know it might look cool for six seconds on an Instagram reels but you have to remember that this is your stage suit, and if this is your first time, is this really going to be the best investment for you at this stage of the game? 
you know, I do suggest to play it safe and get yourself just a fully crystalled suit. The top, the bottoms can be crystalled as they usually come. You don't need to fully bling those out necessarily, but the top should be done right. And the colors should kind of add to the existing color of the fabric. You don't want to have a totally different, um, like, colored crystals on the suit versus what the fabric is. Um, that you want it to only emphasize the color and make it more beautiful, not be like, what color is that suit that's different than I imagined it looking on stage? And the judges are like, what color is she wearing? <laughs> you know, there's definitely many crystal combinations you can create and crystals can actually change the entire look of the suit color, depending on how you utilize the crystals. So until you know what color you want to try and you have a good understanding on your look for stage and how you may be able to kind of have slight variations from that look, I suggest just get yourself a two to three color crystal max suit placed in either a totally scattered pattern or uniformly placed, but no fades no ombres, no checkerbox designs, no weird lines or squiggles or areolas. Just get yourself a suit that looks like something you would see on a top 10 Olympian because you're not going to see that on a girl on the Olympia. I would highly, highly doubt it unless they are being paid to wear these damn suits. So for connectors, we're going to talk top and bottom connectors. This is not an area that's really up for much debate. You know, years ago, the three-tier, two-tier dangle type of connectors were all the rage, as were the Ashley K kind of window connectors. But as the bikini physique kind of evolved, so did the judge's opinion of the connectors. You know, at first glance, without any prior knowledge of bodybuilding, you may see the three-tier connectors or the dangle ones and think, oh my God, it's so pretty. But the three-tier dangles also cannot be worn high enough on the hips where the glutes are going to be fully displayed. And in the front or the transition poses, it actually cuts off the entire side of the glute and the hip, which is a main area for judging. So that's not going to work. Um, and the same goes for the window connectors. Ashley Kay was told, I believe, like three years ago not to use those connectors anymore. And ever since then, you really will not see any high-level competitors wearing them. You know, when in doubt, you need to stick with what the pros do because they are setting the standard for the division. So these days, the most popular connectors that you will typically see on, on stage suits is the single-strand connector, the double-strand connector, sometimes the triple-strand connector, the lace or the daisy connector, connector, and the zigzag connector. Now, with the middle connector, this is one of the biggest things that irks me about an otherwise beautiful, perfect stage package is when the middle connector is dumb and big and obnoxious. You want the middle connector to match and blend with the rest of the suit and the connectors, and they there are actually, like, more options for middle connectors than there are for top and bottom, and I don't know why it's not for good reason. <laughs> um, you will see certain styles that may look, you know, pretty on their own, but once they're combined with the rest of the look and the suit, your eyes are going to focus in on the middle connector, and that's really not what you want on stage. Your middle connector should not be big. It should not be gaudy. It should not hook in the front. It should not draw too much attention to your chest. Uh, it shouldn't fit in with the rest of your body. If you're a petite competitor, you don't want to get one of those big, wide, diamond 
to diamond connecting centers because that's going to look crazy on you and it's going to throw off your entire balance. And like I said, middle connectors will ruin an otherwise perfect suit, perfect stage physique because it's just going to throw your balance off and it's just going to draw the judge's eyes to areas where they shouldn't be drawn. So with that said, the middle connector can also dramatically change the way your top fits. You know, if you're someone like me with kind of a wider shoulder base and a smaller chest, you might want to consider a two-inch single line connector for the middle or even like a two-inch double line connector, the point being that it's two inches. Um, I find that the additional length actually gives me the proper balance with my upper body and it also allows for the medium angel top that I now wear to fit me much better. I don't know if I actually mentioned that previously, but yes, now I wear a medium top. Um, instead of the small, I learned that the hard way. But anyway, the suit, the medium top actually came with just a regular one inch square connector, which is like a classic style that you will actually see on many of the angel competition bikinis tops, but it's just not the right shape for me. Um, your angel top actually may typically come stitched down to the middle connector. They do this for like cleavage purposes. I think that they believe that it's going to help give you a better lift, but I find that it does the exact opposite with my boobs or lack thereof. So I actually released those stitches with my angel suit to kind of allow me to better move and manipulate the top in place. Releasing the stitches is very simple. Just check the suit and find the spot where the stitching is attached and get a small sharp like scissor or a seam cutter and just carefully cut those stitches, release them, and then you should just be able to pull the stitches right out and easily move the middle string tie like along the top. And then you can just adjust your top as needed. And if you need to replace that middle connector with an alternative, you can either just snip that current stitching where that's attached and re-sew it down or release the stitching the same way and re-sew it down. So yeah, just be careful not to cut too much string or to cut your top because you're not going to be able to fix that if you make a boo-boo, but I'm sure you guys can handle that. I <laughs> have faith in you. If you have any questions about doing that, feel free to send me a message. I've shown several girls how to release their top. It's very easy. So now I'm going to move on to shoes, and this is a topic I don't think I need to go into too much detail about because there aren't really too many varying opinions in terms of style. You know, you need a clear acrylic heel for the bikini division. That's non-negotiable. Don't show up in anything but that. But with that said, you know, there are several places to order your stage shoes from, like Amazon, Pleaser Shoes, some jewelry stores even, and you have the Shoe Fairy. And I'm going to share something that I made a previous YouTube video about, and it's the Shoe Fairy business model, and it's something to note when ordering from them. Now, I am a die-hard Shoe Fairy affiliate and customer, code Christina F when ordering. Um, I won't wear anything but Shoe Fairy shoes, but with that said, I should also note I won't wear anything but Shoe Fairy Olympians, and that's something many girls wind up finding out the hard way when ordering from the Shoe Fairy. You know, the Shoe Fairy has their line of heels called the Olympians, and they were designed and made by the Shoe Fairy, and these are the heels that you will see girls posting about you know, talking about how comfortable they are, how soft they are, how easy they are to walk in, so on and so forth. 
But, however, the shoe fairy, what they don't mention is that they also sell shoes from other brands like Fabulicious or Ellie, which, if you're a smart and experienced competitor, you might not even realize that there's a difference And you're until you're going to order a shoe fairy brand heel and you receive it and you find out it's not one at all. And then you're kind of like, what the fuck? I know the difference. This is not what I ordered. And you're confused and you feel like it's false advertising. And it's something I do think that they could do a little better to differentiate on the website. So if you don't realize it, you need to buy Olympians when you're on the Shoe Fairy website. So I say all this to say, yes, order yourself some Olympians, but don't make the mistake first of ordering a different style, but because you're going to receive them and put them on and be like, these are not soft at all. These are not, you know, comfortable at all. What the hell are they talking about? This is not what I thought I was ordering. Now, within the shoes themselves, you want to go for a five-inch heel. That's pretty much the standard size heel, and I believe it's a three-quarter inch platform in the front, and that should be standard as well. You do not want to go with, like, an extra large inch and a half platform in the front and look like a hooker. You know, your heels need to be classy, as classy as an acrylic heel can look. Now, you may also want to start off with a strap compared to a mule. I actually have both myself, and I use the mule for posing practice because I could just kind of put them on and off, but I can tell you I will not wear them on stage again because I do want to feel more secure in my shoe when I'm posing, and I kind of have a little bit of a more narrow foot, so it's likely that that shoe's going to just fly off my foot if I'm not careful. Um, I also don't love the fully blinged out heels myself, but many girls really do kind of love that look. I do think for a regular local level amateur competitor, it's a bit much to do the fully blinged out crystal heels, but these days it's not so uncommon. You know, back when I first started competing in 2015, shoes like that were likely to get you docked points because they were very adamant on clear heels. But today there's really no line anymore for the shoes and how blinged out they can be. I find that the clear, simple heel helps make sure that the attention stays on your body and face compared to your feet, but other girls help feel it kind of ties the whole look together, you know, so whatever you choose, just make sure you're breaking those bad boys in well before you're getting on stage. So I'm going to round out this podcast with the talks on jewelry. So to start off, I want to preface this topic by saying I am a jewelry pro and I know it. You know, some of you may know that I own a jewelry business called stagelightjewelry.com, which is a stage and competition jewelry store. And I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly when it comes to stage jewelry. And pretty much the biggest thing I always tell people when it comes to the styles in my store is they are 100% guaranteed to work for the stage because they've all been tried and tested by myself well before I ever put them on sale on the site. I test every single piece I am thinking about carrying in my store for quality, endurance, shine, comfortability, Yes, you may see some of the pieces I sell in other jewelry shops, but you will see some of the pieces only in my store. So shop around, find the best price, find the best look. With that said, I also offer a 15-minute video jewelry consultation to anyone who is interested in talking about maybe finding the best style and getting a better up-close look on the of the actual jewelry through the camera so you could see what you're ordering. Um, you know, since it's jewelry and you can't really return in my store or really any jewelry store like that, you do want to know what you're getting well ahead of time. Um, 
something I also always suggest is don't order your jewelry off Amazon or Alibaba or wherever else to just save a couple bucks because out of the entire stage prepping process, bikini prep process, jewelry is literally the least expensive purchase, but it is just as important to bring the whole look together. So you don't want to cheap out on your jewelry. You don't want to make your jewelry an afterthought. The judges can see cheap jewelry and they will comment if it looks bad. So just take the time, get a jewelry consultation. You can use Shine 10 for a discount on anything at Stage Light Jewelry and yeah, I'm going to give you guys, I guess, a couple quick facts just to note on the jewelry that will kind of help differentiate. Now, there is a look for the stage that I mentioned before, but that look has kind of been a little bit more flexible as the divisions have split, especially since wellness has gotten involved. You know, since wellness has gotten involved, the girls have been a little bit more flexible with their suits and how they're showing up in terms of jewelry and hair and styling with like accessories. So I like it. I think that it's nice to see a little bit of differentiation as opposed to just the regular silver on white crystal jewelry and the silver on white connectors. You know, my actually my purple suit had AB uh, crystals on it, which was really, really beautiful. And it set the suit apart. And stupidly, I don't know why I didn't wear AB jewelry to match it. That was like the dumbest move ever. But yeah, you should totally match that because it does tie the whole look together. I actually saw a girl who had a yellow suit with gold connectors and like white stones and she had gold earrings with white stones and it looked stunning with the tan. So just keep that in mind. Don't be so like limited to just the silver white jewelry there. Other colors can really kind of bring your whole look out a lot nicer. So you do have gold or silver typically for the metal color. When it comes to the stone color, you'd have white stones, you have your AB rainbow stones, or you have your colored stones. Colored stones have been getting more and more popular through the next the past couple seasons. Um, I've been seeing that on stage. I've actually worn myself some red stones in my bracelet when I won my pro card. So that's just a nice little pop of color that helps tie into your suit a little bit. Now for the size and shape, you do want to find a size that best flatters your face size and shape. You know, you don't want to accentuate a long, thin jawline with a long, thin earring. Instead, you want to make sure that balance is the key word here, just like it is in bikini. Find an earring that properly balances your features and emphasizes your beauty, ladies, not distracts from it. You don't always need the biggest, gaudiest, most like blinged out earrings to look the best. If you have a longer face, getting a fuller earring will help bring some more width to your face. If you have a full round face, a longer thinner earring can help elongate you a little bit. But this is not something to go nuts worrying about. Um, however, that is like the finest line to cross as a competitor and her jewelry is you want the styles to be glam and beautiful and noticeable, yes, but not have all the judges' attention beyond them. So there is a line between fabulous and over the top, and that's a line you do want to kind of play with and see how much is too much until you nail the look. Um, I think jewelry is something you can be a little bit more flexible with as opposed to your suit color and things like that because a lot of the times it's just hidden by your by your hair or if it's like a bracelet. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest doing like a dangly long like 
hand bracelet, but maybe play with a color, play with something different, have a little bit of fun. You know, the judges should still be focusing on you as a whole, like, and your physique and not be distracted by your earrings or anything, but it may help you be a little bit more confident and help you bring in a little bit more sass. Who knows? Um, so that's pretty much for the earrings. For bracelets, the color and the stone is all going to be the same as I mentioned previously. The shape is something that you can play with but not kind of go too overboard with. Um, pretty much what's more or less mandatory for the bracelet is the kind of the stretch rhinestone type that's the one to ten rows we sell them at stage light um this is kind of the safest bet for a stage bracelet that you can get and you will want to make sure you find the row count that suits you best this should go without saying but um, again if you're a petite competitor i don't think a 10 row bracelet is gonna be the best look on your arm it's gonna look like you're wearing a damn rhinestone warrior like you know thing so it's a bit much so you got to find the right bulk for your hands um for rings the same goes as for the bracelets the one to five stretch ones are kind of the most popular for rings um the ring options for stage are somewhat limited compared to maybe earrings and bracelets because you definitely do not need or want to wear a big gaudy cheap looking ring on stage you know maybe you could wear that out to dinner with your boyfriend don't wear it on stage Yes, you can wear your wedding ring, your engagement ring, that's fine. Um, but you need to remember that your stage suit, your jewelry, your shoes are basically your uniform on stage. And your uniform needs to be professional and in line with what the division is looking for. You know, I've seen girls on stage with big, huge butterfly rings on their finger. And yeah, it's super cute, but not for stage. You know, you need to be smart and wise enough to know good from bad when it comes to your package. And the ring might match your suit perfectly, but the judges don't care. And a ring that big is only going to distract from your physique and can only be a liability when it comes to your posing, which ties me into my next point to close out this podcast, which is always be sure you're practicing your posing with your jewelry on. So, one of the worst things I see on stage almost every show is a girl who definitely has not practiced their posing with their jewelry on, and then they find themselves with their hands and their fingers literally getting caught in their hair and they're, while they're doing their posing routine, and it's a horrible look. It totally throws off your confidence. It totally throws you off your game, and it's avoidable, and that's the biggest thing that kills me. And, like, I preach it, and people still don't listen, like... Imagine you're on stage, you're looking fabulous, and you're doing your individual routine, and then you go to flip your hair, and bang, your freaking finger gets caught in your hair and yanks a whole chunk out because of your stupid butterfly ring. <laughs> like, and you try to make it look graceful, and you try to walk it off, but it's really anything but that, and now you're pissed, and you're worried the judges saw it, and it threw, it throws you off, and they likely did see it, and will they dock you points for it? Probably not, but did it ruin your confidence and experience on stage? Absolutely, and believe me, it's happened to Janet at the 2020 Olympia. I've posted this on the Stage Light Jewelry page. It's happened to Maureen at the 2021 Olympia. Um, they are two of the best posers in the game, and they clearly did not practice with their jewelry on, so maybe they could pull it off because they are who they are, but if your posing isn't at that level and you go and yank a chunk of your hair out, you're going to fall. You're going to fall to your game. So don't even let that be a possibility, girls. Get your jewelry, 
once you decide your suit, practice with it on until you can't fuck it up. So what you'll typically see in terms of like jewelry pairings just quickly is earrings, maybe two bracelets, one on each hand and one ring or earrings, two bracelets and two rings or earrings, even three bracelets and two rings. I actually think I did that at my last show. I had a stretch bracelet on one hand and like a diamond and color diamond on the on one hand and then another stretch bracelet on the other hand a bigger one so it kind of balances it out so it's kind of things that you do want to think about how to play with in terms of where your hands are positioned with your posing may determine what how much jewelry you wear um but i there is uh, too much and there is i think too little i would say the minimal you would want to do is earrings one bracelet and one ring or earrings and one bracelet and no ring is like the minimal you do want at least one bracelet on So to end out my first podcast, I hope you learned a lot and are feeling a little bit more confident about ordering your stage suit, shoes, and jewelry. And I hope you know that competing is a life-changing experience and one that can go either really well or really horribly depending on how you're approaching prep. So always remember the stage is always going to be there. You may feel anxious and excited to get on stage immediately, but girl, take it from me and my experience. The long game is what makes this a lifestyle. Do you want to be a competitor or do you just want to do a show? Because there is a huge difference, which is something that we will talk about in episode two of the Bikini Geek podcast. So I'm going to wrap it up here for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me for episode one, finally. Um, I hope you learned something and can share it with your fellow bikini girls. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and stay stay tuned for the next episode. Um, I'm shooting to have an episode drop every single Monday, but it feels like it's going to be a really long time between now and next Monday, so maybe I'll be able to sneak in another episode by then. Don't hold me to that, but thanks again for joining ChristinaFrisha.com, Christina.Frisha on Instagram, The Bikini Geek on Instagram, new page, StageLightJewelry.com, all that good stuff. I will see you guys in the next episode. I love you so much. Thanks again. Bye.